Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I'm not sure if some of my newer listeners may know this, but the name of the podcast, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is actually based off of a book I wrote in published in September of 2019, which feels like forever ago. Um, but yeah, I wrote a book called Nourish, Eat, Repeat, A Busy Woman's Guide to a Healthier Mind, Body, and Life. And if you're not familiar with the book, it is basically a memoir slash nutrition how-to slash cookbook. That's right. I just kind of threw it all in there. So um, I have a lot of stories to tell, and most of that is due to living with a bunch of people in my house. Uh, When you have five kids, you got lots of stories. And so what I decided to do was connect those stories that a lot of people can relate to. And some of them are about being a mom. Some of them are about being a woman. Some of them are about, oh goodness, um, insecurities and being vulnerable. Some are just, like I said, hilarious stories that happened. And um, I decided to take those stories and connect them to nutrition lessons. Uh, Ones that are practical in nature that we can all benefit from. You know, again, most people are busy and they don't have time to read 40 page chapters of how to, you know, eat better. So I just decided let's give people what they want, the actual practical tips of how to improve their health through nutrition and mindset and some exercise. So I basically connected those stories to nutrition lessons. I'll give you an example. Um... One story, I talk about how the family and I went rafting and um, I had to take the girls into a porta potty because they had to go to the bathroom. Now, they're probably three or four at this. No, they were definitely three. And I literally picked them up and had to hold them over the toilet portion, I guess you want to call it the hole. And they peed all down my arms. You know, boys are so much easier to take into a porta potty because they can just stand on your feet and aim, but not girls. Oh, no, no. Girls are a whole nother level because you definitely don't want them touching things. So I had the pleasure of taking two girls into a porta potty. And I failed to mention not only are there three of us inside this smelly hot box, um, but we were all wearing life vests. Because we were rafting and we just kind of walked in because it was our turn. We had to go quickly. I did not even think about taking the life vest off before we went in there. Should have, but didn't. And so, yeah, I talk about the whole experience. And you may not have necessarily taken twin girls into a porta potty, but you probably have had an experience of going into one and it was nasty and smelly. So you can imagine what it was like to take more people. 
And so I take stories like that where we can all relate to and laugh and I connect them to nutrition lessons. So in this particular case, I talk about hydration, like how much water do you actually need? And, you know, what are some practical ways to increase your water if you're not drinking enough? And what are some ways you can make it taste better if you don't like the flavor of plain water? So that's basically the book. And then, excuse me, at the end of each chapter, I include what I call five-star recipes. Again, I can teach you tips and I can give you practical um, things to implement into your own lifestyle, but we also need the practical part in terms of recipes. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat. And so I give you five-star recipes because five out of five of my kids will eat the recipe. And I figure if I can get five out of five of my kids to eat it, maybe you can get some of your family members to eat it too. So that's the premise of the book. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. That's the premise of the book. And um, that book is available on our website, which is bodymetricshealth.com, if you're interested, or Amazon, you can grab a copy there. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that because some of you may not know what this podcast is based off of. Like, where did you get the title, Nourish, Eat, Repeat? I wanted it to be a continuation of the book. So people will ask me all the time, when are you writing book number two? And I said, I'm not. This is what the podcast is for. So I'm going to be sharing these stories with you through the podcast versus writing another book. And we'll say at this time, I never want to say I'll never do it, but at this time, those are not the plans. So because I'm not going to write another book, I wanted to share another story with you. Um, So many of you know, I have, like I said, five kids and my youngest son, he is adventurous. Let's just say it that way. He has a lot of energy. He is rambunctious. Yeah, he's a little crazy at times, but he's the third boy. And I hear that's common in other households as well. So anyway, just wanted to share with you something that happened this week because, oh my goodness. So we had a big hurricane and um, we had some debris that was all over our house from branches and trees, the branches that got knocked down. So Um, my older boys ended up taking the branches and throwing them in the backyard. And at that point in time, my youngest son decides, hey, I want to make a walking stick. Now, they were off of school because there was a lot of damage in our area, flood damage. And so he says, I want to make a walking stick. And I was just happy he was outside because otherwise they would have just wanted to lounge around inside the house all day, watch TV or or play on devices, and it was too nice of a day to do that. So I was like, get outside, go find something to do. He decides I'm going to make a walking stick, and I said, okay. And so I walk out to check on him, and he has an axe in his hand, and he is, you know, chopping at these limbs to try to make a walking stick. And for a split second, I'm like, huh, I don't know if an 11-year-old should be using an axe. However, you know what, he looks like, I don't know. He didn't look like he was going to be able to hurt himself with it. And in my lack of judgment, I said, okay, just be careful. And so then I went out to the front yard to continue help to clean up. Next thing I know, my oldest son runs around the house screaming my name. Mom, you got to get in the house right now. Ben hurt his finger. So I run inside the house. There's bloody paper towels all over the kitchen. There's blood all over the counter. He's holding his finger with some more paper towels to try to stop the bleeding. I'm like, what did you do? 
And he's like, I accidentally sawed my finger. I was like, you sawed your finger? What happened? You had an axe when I left you. And I, and I understand that doesn't sound real great when I say it out loud. But when I left him, he was fine with an axe. And so apparently at some point they decided the axe wasn't cutting it. And so they ended up getting the hacksaw. And apparently the hacksaw jumped when he was sawing at the branches and it went and cut his finger. So there we are going to urgent care to get stitches. And he ended up getting six stitches. And so there's always something, right? There's always something with these kids. The week before, he sprained his thumb at a football scrimmage. So now both his fingers, or I should say both hands, are in pain in some capacity. At his football game that week, he ended up, somebody fell on his ankle funny. So he was kind of limping around a little bit because his ankle hurt. He was fine. And then Saturday night, after this, the football game, he was running across our yard and he stepped on a nail on the other foot. So now all four of his limbs have been affected some way. Um, don't ask me why there's a nail in our yard. We had some work done on our roof. I'm assuming that a nail popped off and he found it with his heel. So then I have to look up records. Does he have his tetanus shot? All this. And Ben is screaming and he's yelling. And he's like, why is this happening to me? Why am I getting hurt all the time? I mean, literally, both hands, both feet. There was something going on in a matter of three days. And so, you know, we don't teach karma in our house. But I was like, you know, Ben, interestingly enough, you haven't been making great choices lately. You know, you have been lying about some things. You have been untruthful about some things. And I don't know, maybe this is just things coming back to get you. And maybe you should make better choices. And I kind of just left it at that. And he just looked at me. He's like, are you kidding me? This is because I lied about something? I was like, I don't know. But if I were you, I would quit the lying and see what happens. So that's my parenting moment. Um, but today, I wanted to talk about being truthful. And I wanted to talk about building trust. Because as you know, when you lie and you're, um, you're dishonest, you tear down trust. You tear down trust with other people. And today, I want to talk about building trust with yourself. Right? When Ben lies to me, he's not building tr trust in our relationship. But I think... In the world of nutrition and health, so much of our struggle is because we're not building trust with ourselves. And so that is the topic today. In fact, I want to specifically talk about following through with what you say you want to do. So many people, they know exactly what to do. They just don't know how to get out of their own way because they bail. They bail the minute something better comes along, a better opportunity, a better food. And every time you bail, you lose trust with yourself. I actually had a client earlier this week. Um, he's a great guy. He um, is very athletic. He does um, very successful business owner. He is a, um, a realtor. So he's always, you know, has 
a different schedule every day. He runs a successful business. He, like I said, very active, makes great choices. He checks in with me about once a quarter just to make sure everything's where it needs to be. Um, we go over blood work if he gets it done. Just a really great guy. Really enjoy our appointments. And um, I was talking to him and I was like, listen, for somebody that is extremely busy, has a lot on his plate, you always seem to prioritize exercise. What is your secret? What do you do that enables you to stay consistent with this discipline when you have so many things going on? And he said, you know, the secret, really there's no secret. He said, I just schedule my exercise. I put it in the calendar. I see what my day is going to be like. I look at it the night before. I see what are my appointments and I schedule my exercise. He's like, but this is what I do that's different from most other people. I never replace a scheduled appointment. I never replace a scheduled appointment, especially if something better comes along. So if I've already designated my time to be with some person and another opportunity comes up, I will never cancel on that first person. It does not matter what the, the second opportunity is. If I like it better, if I like it more, um, if I think it's more important, I will never do that. Once I give my word to something, I always stick with it. I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's that's incredible because I don't know a lot of people that do that, right? You know, we hear before, or we've heard before, I should say, to schedule exercise in your planner. Schedule it like you have a doctor's appointment. And I know people that do that. But the problem is, is the minute something better comes along or the minute another opportunity comes up, we're quick to dismiss it. And just tell ourselves, oh, we'll figure it out. I'll just do it later. And then we don't do it later. The minute something better comes along, we're quick to abandon ship. And here's the thing. Most people in the beginning of their health journey, they're not used to exercising. It's a little uncomfortable. They don't like exercise. If they liked it, they probably would be doing it. But most people that I come in contact with don't really enjoy exercise that much because it hasn't become a habit. They haven't reaped all the benefits of it yet. And so let me, in, let me let you in on a secret. You're always gonna find something better to do. If you don't want to exercise and you don't like to exercise, you will always find an excuse not to do it. You will always find something better to do. So the action step isn't put it in your calendar. The action step is follow through with what you say you're going to do. And for some of us, that may mean making smaller goals, right? If we say, oh, I know I need to exercise. I'm going to exercise five times this week. Maybe that's a little too, too much. And we need to back off a little bit. Actually create a goal that we can follow through with and give us confidence that we can follow through. We can build trust with ourselves again. When we make these lofty goals, our brains are just going to tell us, yeah, here we go again. Yep, we're going to make these great big goals, never going to follow through with them. Why bother? And then when we get to the moment where we have to follow through with our goals, we're like, yeah, that's not happening. I didn't do it then. I'm not doing it now. 
Same thing with food, right? Same thing with food. I'm a big fan of pre-journaling. Pre-journaling is when you write down what you're going to eat for the day at the beginning of the day. So all you have to do is execute. I always tell people two hard things is a little too much. I can do one hard thing, but I can't do two. And so being creative in the moment of trying to figure out what to eat and then cooking and eating it, that's two hard jobs. So I like to take the creative piece out of the equation and do that in the morning. So all I have to do is follow the plan. And a lot of my clients do well with this concept. The problem is, is when something better comes along. You know, this is the lunch I plan for my day because this is what I know makes me feel good, gives me energy, you know, it's good for my health goals. And then all of a sudden, somebody will bring in pizza at work. And how quickly do you ditch your packed lunch for free pizza? I had one guy, he was diabetic and he was working on a lot of health goals. And um, he finally got to the point where he was packing his lunch. And then soon enough, um, his boss is bringing pizza. And he's like, so I had four pieces. I'm like, what? He's like, it's free pizza. They never bring in pizza. I was like, you're 52. You have a great job. You can buy pizza whenever you want. You don't need your boss to buy you free pizza. But there's something about free that makes us think, oh, we need to eat it. As if we've never had pizza before and this is our only opportunity to get it. Right? We jump ship as soon as something better comes along. And then we get frustrated because, oh, I'm not where I want to be. I'm never going to be able to do this. I don't understand why it's so hard. I understand why it's hard. You jump ship the minute something better came along. The problem is it wasn't better. In the moment, it felt better. But long term, it's not because you're breaking trust with yourself. All right. So part of the, the action step, again, is to figure out what is one thing you can do that you're actually going to follow through with. So building trust is like building a muscle. It takes practice and it takes repetition and it takes consistency. If you're going to build trust with yourself, you've got to do it over and over. You can't break trust the minute something better comes along. You've got to do it over and over and ideally consistently over and over. Not do it once this week and then, you know, mess up and then maybe twice the following week. And then you screw up again. And then maybe once the following week. That's not how habits form. They've got to be success or in a row. So I want you to think about this. Are you in the practice of quitting on yourself? Or are you in the practice of following through with what you say you're going to do? I love this quote. It says, you're good at what you practice. So you're going to be good. If you do it over and over again, you're going to either be good at quitting on yourself or you're going to be good at following through. The question is, what are you good at? What have you been practicing? What do you want to practice? How are you going to follow through? Again, you're going to create a really small goal and you're actually going to do it. And when you do it, you're going to celebrate because that is how habit formation works. There needs to be reinforcement for the loop to come around. And you need to have reinforcement to close the loop. 
So create a goal. Start small. Maybe think about something that you're not doing that you want to do, right? Maybe you want to start exercising. All right. I said I'm going to put my shoes on today for 15 minutes and walk around the house. Okay, then do that. Don't get to the part where it's time to put your shoes on. You're like, eh, that's all right. I'll just do it tomorrow. That's quitting on yourself, right? Maybe putting your shoes on and walking around the house for 15 minutes feels too daunting. Okay. Put your shoes on and walk around the house for two minutes. It's, it doesn't matter where you start. All that matters is you follow through with what you say you're going to do. Same thing with food plans, right? When people pre-journal, I don't really care what they journal. All I care about is that they follow through with it. Some of us get so tripped up on having to create the most perfect food plan, the most perfect meal plan. And then when it doesn't go the way we want it to, we just quit and give up, right? Because our husband happened to bring ice cream into the house and we weren't expecting it. Or the kids, you know, ended up having practice and you had to run through drive through and then it messed up your dinner plans. All that is going to happen because that's called life. The question I'm presenting is how are you going to show up for yourself even when life happens? And for some of you, that's making a food plan that is so ridiculously easy that if the world was falling apart, you're still going to be able to fulfill it. That's how you build trust with yourself, following through with what you say you're going to do. And over time, when you develop that muscle of trust, things get easier, right? Same with lifting weights. Over time, when you start lifting weights, after a while, that weight feels easier because you have muscle memory. We want to create the muscle memory when it comes to trust. And so, again, your action step this week is I want you to think about one area where you can practice following through. If you say you're going to do it, I want you to follow through with it. And then I want you to reach out to me and I want you to tell me what you want to follow through with and I'll hold you accountable to it. I'll hold you accountable to it. I promise you. Just reach out to me. Uh, Several ways you can reach out through our website under the contact us page, bodymetricshealth.com. You can find me on social media. Nourish, Eat, Repeat actually has a Facebook page. You can come find me there. I will help you however you need help, but I want you to start small and I want you to build the trust muscle. And then I want you to tell me how it's changing your life. All right, guys, let's give you that recipe for the week. So I wanted to do simple because don't I always do simple? That's who I am. And I actually forgot about this recipe until my kids reminded me of it. Uh, It is a black bean salsa dip. And guys, it's amazing because it's only four ingredients. And so you buy a jar of black bean salsa at the store. And then you take a can of black beans, rinse and drain, of course, and go ahead and kind of mash them up. I used a potato masher and add that to the black bean salsa. So you're going to kind of fortify it. 
um, you know what, let me back up a little bit. Get a um, 8 by 8 or 9 by 9 square baking dish. Go ahead and spray it with cooking spray just so it doesn't stick. And then once you do that, go ahead then and pour your black bean mixture into the bottom of the square baking dish. After that, you're going to find the light cream cheese. And you're going to go ahead and spread a thin layer of that over your black bean salsa slash black bean mix. And then finally, you're going to take a little bit of sharp cheddar cheese and just sprinkle a little bit of that on top of the light cream cheese. And then you're just going to bake it in a 350 degree oven for about 10-15 minutes until everything is warmed up. And it is a fantastic dip if you're doing tacos or if you're doing nachos. Go ahead and, you know, even elaborate on it. Feel free to add shredded chicken and scallions and olives and fresh tomatoes on top if you want to make a meal out of it. Uh, it's a great game day if you're watching football. Uh, it's a great snack to eat. Um, sometimes I'll do tortilla chips. Other times I'll do carrot chips. Uh, you know, the ones that you can buy at the grocery store, they're carrots in circular shape and they're usually wavy cut. I'll use that or celery as a dip um, or as a vehicle to eat the dip. So lots of different options for you, but it's definitely an easy snack to pull together that the whole family will enjoy. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope you have a fantastic week. And as always, um, if you need anything at all, I am here to help. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next time.